Yeah, so we're talking about showering and how important or unimportant it is with bathing. You know, I tend to do this at the end, end of the day, and really the only person I need to impress is Kai. So. Podcast I, wife. I like to like shower in the morning to, like, wake up and, like, freshen up and stuff. And depending how, like, full of, like, sweat and squirt and coconut oil and cum and everything gets, you know, then we'll, we'll shower in the evening also. That's a Usually. nice quotable, by the way. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that for our promo stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for supplying it for us. But, uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, you know, something about Mary for me. You know, if, if my hair is like sticking up too high because I've got too much cum in my hair, right. you know, <laughs> like that, you know. That's mm-hmm. right, though. Yeah. There's something about Dusty. <laughs> there, there is. I tell yeah. you. There is. <laughs> So anyway, they wanted, they wanted to use me, but I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, I well, you would have been my story, but you know, they're like, okay, fine, we'll we'll go talk. About you would have been the right age. I mean, it was around that time, so you know, it would have been. You know what? Fuck those guys for not casting you in the lead role. That's that's some <laughs> bullshit. I, I mean, I could go on and on about times where I've been snubbed, where I should have been cast, but that's that's a whole other story. So anyway. Uh, I would like to introduce you guys. Obviously, you've seen that we fly by the seat of our pants here. We just kind of press record, and away we go, and we're off Mm -hmm. to the races. Uh, To those of you tuning in uh, or living under a rock for the last 20-something years, my name is Jay. I'm one of the owners of Why Not, host of Seat of Your Pants. With me, as always, is the lovely and curmudgeonly Curmudgeonly. uh, Mistress Kai. People, you, you don't even believe I'm curmudgeonly. No. I mean, I do because you say it and I believe you, uh-huh. but you know, you just, you, you always, you're never that way around me. Well, you're a good boy. That's why if you're not a good boy. <laughs> Should I not be a good boy? Well, we'll see. Wait till we go to a convention together. And... I mean, that needs to happen. It needs to happen soon. I and know. Uh, we wouldn't have a show. Well, I mean, we would, but you know, having guests is a really nice thing. I think Kai and I could just bullshit on and on for hours. And Oh my God. Uh, we could talk about our ass for hours. Yeah, exactly. But we like to feature people. We like to feature good people. And in this mm-hmm. case, we're featuring really good people. Uh, we've got Peppermint and Dusty with us. They're a camming duo uh, featured on Chatterbait. And we've got a lot of ground to cover today. And I just want to say hello to you both. It's a real pleasure having you with us today, guys. Hi, hi. Hey, everybody. It's awesome to be here. So. I'm, ex- I'm so excited that they're here. I just want to know about the aerial work. Uh. <laughs> I'm dying to know about that. Jay, you go ahead. I think you probably, it sounds like you have some things you want to talk about, but I definitely want to talk about that. Well, I, I kind of want to tell you all about it. Yeah. I kind of want to actually, you know, while I'm kind of here to provide comic relief and shit like that, I'm also kind of interested in shutting the hell up because, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all about the guests and it's not about me. So, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Peppermint and Dusty, uh, very interesting group here we've got. Uh, you know, actually, I do have a number of questions, but, you know, I want to give you guys the opportunity to, to introduce you, tell everyone, you know, the basic story, how you got into this industry. Uh, and I'd also be interested in knowing what percentage of your work is together versus separate, because Ooh, yeah. you do come as a package deal. And there are, as far as I'm concerned, very few people that have basically reached your level of branding in the industry so thank you yeah thank you uh we've been uh camming on chatterbait since january of 2016 so that's uh six and a half years now and we got started there um 
I guess I'll have to backtrack because a couple years before we uh, launched on Chatterbait, um, I came across an article about Cindy Gallup's Make Love Not Porn site. And what I really liked about that was real couples sharing their real sex. Produced porn is awesome. It's fun. It's a fantasy. Um, and I think to balance that, it's really important that people see what real sex looks like with the process of arousal and the, the goof ups and the laughter and the whatever. Um, so we thought about submitting videos to make love, not porn. It wasn't really the right time in our lives and it wasn't really the right platform for us. So we put that idea of being porn stars, if you will, on hold. Um, and then in, I think it was November of 2015, Dusty came to me and he said, hey, remember when we were thinking about doing videos for Make Love Not Porn? And I said, sure. He asked how I would feel about live camming on Chatterbait. I had no idea that live cam sites were even a thing. Huh. So he told me all about it. He showed me the site. He said, I want you to watch, not to get turned on, not to masturbate, but as like a, just to study it. Um, see what happens, see what goes on. And I didn't see a lot of love on the site. I didn't see a lot of authenticity. I didn't see a lot of vulnerability. I didn't see a lot of tenderness. I didn't see a lot of couples saying, I love you and laughing mm. together. Um, and I thought that knowing that we enjoy those things, we would carve out a nice little niche for ourselves and be this, you know, just very real, loving, genuine, authentic couple. And here we are. Yeah. I mean, obviously with camming, that was, that was beautiful, by the way. And sorry, Dusty, did you want to add to that? Cause I do have a comment to that effect. Um, yeah. I mean, just a, just a, a sideline with that is that, um, you know, I, I mentioned to her that I, that I felt that as long as we were authentic, that we, we did this together, that, um, you know, that we showed our true vulnerabilities, um, that it would be, you know, that I thought, uh, we would be recognized by this industry and um, before we even started it, um, but that we would have to really um, stick to that, stick to that, you know? Sure. Stay true to our integrity and our intention. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, another thing that motivated us was we'd be at like a music festival or a party or a social gathering or just out and about somewhere. And, we're very affectionate. We're very demonstrative with touching each other and kissing and hugging and dancing and friends and strangers. And so many times people would come up to us and say, it is so beautiful to witness your love. Yeah. And the world really, really needs more of that. Needs more oh, yeah. examples of love. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, also, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a stage person by any means. And, Due to that kind of thing, there was many times where we actually got pulled up onto a stage and we're dancing together on the stage. And you know, she was a, a you know former professional ballerina, and me not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the thing is that you guys embody that connection that so many people want in their lives, whether they're you know fans or performers or just regular everyday people that don't even watch uh, adult content. And you know, I mean, obviously, the thing with camming is you know it's not for everybody, but obviously for many, it is, they are looking for, you know, a connection, a relationship. I mean, I know plenty of, uh, plenty of camp performers out there who have really, really deep connections with their fans uh, because, you know, that's what those particular fans are looking for. I mean, of course you're going to get many out there that just want to get in, get off and get out and, you know, good enough for them. 
Uh, but, you know, I would, I would think that some of the fans and the connections that you guys have built along the way uh, have been, you know, very long and engaging. Yeah. We, we have some viewers and some moderators um, that have been with us since day one. <laughs> Um, I think wow. our, our moderators, uh, she's in Australia and she pops in every once in a while. Time difference is difficult, but I think she was there at our very first mm -hmm. broadcast and she's still with us and fans have been along for this journey for, you know, four five, six years. And it's, we're creating community and we're creating intimacy, not in a physical way with our viewers, but in an emotional way, you know, we're creating this commonality of people who have similar interests, have similar life philosophies and the, it's amazing because these people are all over the world and yeah. that's really really we we love it we have people that email us little things and you know mm -hmm. just just really have meaning in that friendship that's really a testament to who you are as individuals but also as a couple that you have people that are still with you from day one and what was that six six years ago i mean it's a testament thank you yeah to you guys yeah, just curious. I mean, you know, obviously everybody has their share of haters out there and problematic, you know, uh, trolls. I mean, do you guys deal a lot with that? I mean, I don't want to make anything negative here, but I would think that, you know, possibly you would get the lower end of that just for the people that you are. Well, um, you know, um, it doesn't matter what you do in life. Once you walk out that door, there's always going to be somebody out there that's going to have something negative to say, whether it's directly towards you, whether it has anything to do with you, or it's just that they woke up on the wrong side of the bed, or, you know, they just pissed off at the world for whatever reason. And, you know, my dad always, always taught me that you can have 20 really beautiful comments and, uh, and one negative comment. And we focus on that negative comment and, you know, and, it, and it'll ruin our entire day. We're like, ah, crap. You know, this, this is, I can't believe somebody said this, but yeah, but somebody just said, you know, 20 really beautiful things about you, you know? And it's like, so yeah, we have, everybody is going to have a troll, whether they're on, you know, on, on a phone call from somebody or they're online doing something, whether they're just a YouTuber or, a, um, you know, whatever that exists everywhere, you know? another very quotable comment and uh i'll let you get in here kai real quick i mean bottom line is is that is a very inspiring thing and i tell that to people all the time look you know you're going to get praise heaped at you you're going to get all kinds of good comments but you are going to get you know some trash and some shit thrown at you and at the end of the day you know don't focus on that because the people who actually care about you are the ones who deserve the response you know they're the ones who they're putting a lot of good out there and you're doing something that they enjoy they're the ones who you know deserve uh, you know, any kind of return when it comes to that. But yeah, go ahead, Kai. I was going to say, I was just thinking about something I had posted the other day that was very similar to this because um, I discovered I had a hater <laughs> recently. And um, the post was generally, um, I might have been Buddha, I think, that said, you know, if somebody's coming to you and, and they've got something negative that they're bringing and bringing force towards you. And if you don't accept that, then who does it belong to then? Doesn't belong to me because I'm not accepting it. So it just goes right back to the person, if, you know, that was delivering it. And I like that 
philosophy because I'm not going to, um, you know, my whole lifestyle is about consent. So I'm not going to have somebody put their fucking bullshit on me. I'm not going to accept it, you know, because it's not consensual. And my whole lifestyle is about consent. But I like that whole philosophy of that. Well, if I don't accept it, it doesn't belong to me. I'm not accepting it. You know, it's just going to go right back to where and, you know, haters like that, they like to roll around in their stuff anyway. And it doesn't really matter how much good you're putting out. Like, Jay, I know you do, you do a ton of stuff for people. And I would imagine with you two as a couple, you're just cranking out goodness. I would like, I'd be surprised if you had a lot of haters. Of course, you're going to have them, but I'd be surprised. Like, I think I agree with Jay that the number is probably very minimal. Well, at the end of the day, Whenever you have anybody against you, you're clearly doing something that's triggering them and you're doing exactly. something right. You you're know? doing something right. Exactly. Exactly. Because so, it comes from envy and, and you know, it comes from envy. Oh, totally from envy. Let's yeah. uh, let's move on to, you know, what also makes uh, Peppermint and Dusty really interesting individuals. And that's kind of their extracurricular activities outside of uh, camming. So, you know, obviously I want to start, I want to start with Peppermint first. The fact that, you know, you're a ballerina. And uh, you do uh, aerial shows and stuff like that. I mean, that yeah. requires insane amounts of balance, strength. Core strength. Stamina. The it's core ridiculous. strength. My goodness. I actually, I actually did ballet for like two years in high oh, school wow. and in college. Yeah. I wanted you to be a triple did. threat. I wanted to be a triple threat on Broadway. That was originally one of my original goals. And uh, not a good dancer. So that dream was pretty much dashed early. <laughs> so <laughs> let me pass it over to you, Peppermint. Like, uh Obviously, uh, you know, you, you probably got started in that pretty young, huh? I've been a movement artist all my life, um, yeah. starting at like maybe eight years old. Yeah. Um, I dabbled in gymnastics for a few years. I took ice skating for about five minutes. Um, I did all kinds of various forms of dance. And when I was 11, I got super serious that ballet was going to be my path. Um, I would get out of school early because I didn't have to do the PE classes. So I could go to my ballet and study for like, you know, three, four hours a day. We would do um, productions like, you know, Nutcracker and all yeah. kinds of different dances every year. Um, so I was performing from a very young age. And after I graduated from high school at 17, I made a beeline to New York City. I lived there for 10 years where I enjoyed a professional career. And then I eventually got burnt out a little bit. I'm like, you know, my body's hurting all the time. I'm not, not really satisfied here. So I stepped away from the stage. Um, but something inside me was just longing to perform and longing to move and longing to dance. Um, I started doing yoga. That was awesome. Just as like, you know, a mental discipline and a physical discipline. I met up with a group of, um, belly dancers. They kind of like wrangled me into their troupe and I started belly dancing. Um, and then on a whim, one day I just got a Groupon email for some aerial classes in my area. I'm like, huh, that sounds like something fun to do. So I went, I took a few beginner level classes. And I remember, I think it was like either the third or fourth week that I had gone back. And the instructor said, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm going to take class. And she said, no, you're not. You're going to go away and you're going to come back in an hour and you're going to do the advanced class. <laughs> That's how quickly I was picking it up. It was like a fish to water, given my dance background, my yoga background. Um, I got into aerial arts when I was 40 years old. And that was 11 years ago. So. I'm, I'm still at it. I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can because it's, I feel like it's an expression of my soul. Um, I love the, the strength of it, the discipline of it, the challenging myself to learn new skills. Um, 
choreographing routines and presenting that because it's something just so beautiful and so thrilling. And I've seen some surf shows and I fell in love with aerial silks before I even tried it. Um, it's just so very balletic, very dancer-like. Um, so it's just, it's wonderful to be able to present that and bring that to this adult audience platform by performing at the Exotica Expos now. You know, I, I love got... that this started with a Groupon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I didn't like set out and say, I'm going to have an aerial career. I just right. said, that sounds like a fun thing to do for sure. exercise. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to ask and then you a quick I was question. So, I was a natural at it. It just, you know, right. it led to this amazing, satisfying, wonderful career. Just This is a shot in the dark, clearly. But somebody who I went to high school with was actually a pretty well-known teacher. I'll leave his last name out of it. Maybe if you know the first name, uh, he was a teacher in New York, uh, ballet and all kinds of dance. And he would go on to move and uh, somewhere else, but he was leading troops and stuff like that. And he'd be a little bit younger than you, but his first name was Daniel. Does that name sound familiar at all? Possibly without a last name. I don't know. And next time I see you, we'll have to talk about this. I don't want to put yeah. it on air, but we'll, yeah. we'll see if there's a connection there. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was crazy because, uh, yeah, he was definitely out in New York from probably, I would say, 1994 to 2004, something like that. Mm, so that was a little bit after I was. Yeah, no overlap? A little bit. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Uh, let's move on to, uh, to Dusty. Well, wait a minute. I wonder how long have you been performing at Exotica now? Because... Oh, yeah. I of course. I, I'm curious about that because um, I help run the dungeon. I've been on hiatus for about two years now. And I know I would have like stopped what I was doing and <laughs> walked out of the dungeon to watch you. And I don't remember seeing you there. And now I feel like maybe I missed something. So when did you guys start doing that with Exotica? Just this year. Oh, uh, this year. Okay. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago in April was my first performance. Um, mm -hmm. Back from Miami, obviously. I'm going to be performing in New Jersey and Washington, D.C. Oh. oh, great. And then we'll, we'll see what next year brings. I would imagine it adds so much to the show. It, because, it's super unique. And it's, you know, it's not overtly sexual, like a lot of mm -hmm. things, like the flogging demonstrations and like the burlesque and the striptease. But it's, it's still super, like, it's super thrilling and amazing to see what, you know, somebody can do these acrobatic things with their body. And I love that I can like see the audience at Exotica. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, I'm on the stage, removed from the audience and the audience is dark. Um, so now I can see people's reactions. I can hear their reactions. And I love like scaring them and making them gasp with all the big drops and seeing my friends out there and seeing Dusty out there and seeing everyone support me. Well, sometimes it's nice to be able to see something that just, you know, isn't all about, you know, sex or whatever. I mean, you know, yes, all that stuff is great, but it is, you know, I guess, Interesting to see people with other skill sets that yeah. they're able to do uh, in addition to that. You know? And it helps make the show more, you know, it's not just one dimensional, you yeah, know, right. it's multi-layered. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the passion too, you know, it's, it's also, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're running the dungeon, it's the mm -hmm. passion that you have for doing that, you know, right. and, and that's what really um, transcends, you know, uh, the experience. I mean, if you have somebody who's just up there, just going through the motions, it doesn't matter what it is, including camming or anything. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're just going through the motions, then you don't you don't draw that you don't draw that 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 feeling um, from it. You know, so when you feel the passion of somebody who really enjoys what they're doing, 
um, you know, it makes you attracted to that and makes you want to, you know, see it and go in there and explore it. Authenticity. Like we were talking mm -hmm. about authenticity earlier. Authenticity is, is I think one of the most seductive things about human beings. Would you guys agree to that? Yeah. Totally. It I also am. prevents burnout too. It also prevents the burnout because if yep. you're doing something because you're just trying to sure. go emotions or you're just, you're, I mean, everything we do in life, we're, we're trying to make income or something like that, you know, but if you don't have that passion, you don't have that desire, you don't have that will, you don't have that want, then, um, you know, what you end up with is feeling empty and unfulfilled. And mm -hmm. that's where you start getting that burnout and you start getting that feeling of, all right, well, okay. You, you start, you start agreeing to things you might not normally agree to or mm -hmm. want to do. And then your clientele starts doing that same thing. You know, they, you know, you start losing the people that were really passionate about experiencing that with you. And you start gaining the people that are kind of lost, so to speak. Yeah, it puts you down a path that you really yeah. don't want to go down because it's hard to undo it. Yeah. You know, Jay, it's funny. Um, every single, and I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, every single one of the kink panels I've led for the um, the Why Not uh, Internet show, Internet, yeah. um, you know what I'm talking about. We've, no matter what the topic is, we always, because it's always, how do you sell kink and how do you be successful? It always comes back to authenticity. So anything you're doing in adult work, it comes back to being authentic because even if you're camming, the person is coming to you because they want that live connection. Mm -hmm. And without the authenticity, there's a disconnect. But with the authenticity, there's like a tether. And that's going to keep your people coming back because they're going to be fulfilled. It's funny how we always come back to that. The people that are successful in this business, they all say the same thing about the authenticity. Well, you know, it's funny. I uh, talk about authenticity. It kind of reminds me of the time when I was in Romania and I was visiting a studio there whose name will go unmentioned, but they uh, walked me around and I saw all these different themed rooms that they were using, you know, because in, in some of the foreign countries, uh, a lot of the performers don't have their own workspace. They're not able to work from home. Uh, so they're able to go to a studio uh, they, granted, they lose uh, a larger percentage of their sales, but their bandwidth, their cam, their clothes, mm -hmm. the, everything, yeah. everything is provided for them. So that's, you know, that's their workspace. But I was walking around the studio and one of the rooms was the college dorm room. And I'm mm -hmm. like, OK, cool. So I'm looking at this. I walk in there and I'm just like, I, I hate to break it to you, but this doesn't look like any fucking dorm room that I've ever been <laughs> inside my entire life. And they're just like, well, what? And I'm like, first of all. It just, it looks fake as fuck. And I mean, mm -hmm. no room is ever this neat and orderly. And <laughs> I mean, you just, you need to have like shit laying around. You need to have food boxes. You need to have, just, it needs to look like something blew up in here. If you want to have it look like a college dorm room. Mm -hmm. yeah, you got to have a little bit of a green haze kind of floating around in the room as well. You know, and it's not just weed. It's not just the weed. It's like literally like a toxic. Dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Panties on the floor. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what gender you are either. I mean, you right. can be a, a dorm room full of women. You can be a dorm room full of men. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, there was, there was a few other rooms like that as well. And I'm just yeah. like, you know, I mean, granted, you're going to have people visiting that, that don't give a shit. They're just going to want to watch sure. the show and see somebody dressed up, you know, mm -hmm. in a sorority shirt or whatever. And just, you know, having a sex show like that, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, the whole thing with authenticity, it's like a lot of times I, 
I've done consulting work before for people to help them with their authenticity if they're either new to the biz or they're kind of going in territory that they're just not familiar with. Yeah. So, and so I guess I want, like selling the fantasy comes in. It's like, you know, I, I'm okay. I'm not a college student. It's not a college dorm, but I'm, I'm selling you this fantasy and we're playing pretend here. And that's mm -hmm, fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. And who doesn't like, I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here to sell fantasy. They, they want to indulge in their fantasies. You know, everybody's happy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. As long as you're authentic and, and, and right? really enthusiastic about it. <laughs> right. Right. It's consensual, you know? Right. Don't mm -hmm. call me mom. If I haven't said it's okay to call me mom. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Don't even get me started on that. We have so much of that in the kink community. Oh yeah. my goodness. We're, you know, they want to impose their, yeah. uh, that's a whole nother show, but yeah. I want to know about, um, I love to see couples in adult work that they're doing it. You know, they're doing the hustle. They're happy. Like, it's obvious that the two of you are very happy and very loving. So can you guys talk a little bit about maybe, and I hate to put you on the spot, but I think you probably know the answer to this. How do you make that work? Hmm. I guess when we started doing yeah. this, we promised each other that as long as it's fun, we'll continue. And mm -hmm. of course there's elements that aren't fun and there's days trolls. that aren't fun. I and mean, yeah, trolls aren't fun. Right, right. Um, you know, but I don't know. We we love each other. We love making love. We love exploring that and you know, putting it out there. And I don't know, like last night, you know, there's there's certain days on cam where you've got a lot of tippers in your room, you got a lot of viewers in your room, you're hitting all your goals, and it's great. There's some nights, not so much. Mm -hmm. So last night was one of those. Not so much nights. Um, so we somehow got talking about like word lyrics that you hear wrong. So we started doing a fucked up karaoke. Right. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we're singing, There's a bathroom on the right. And hold me closer, Tony Danza. Yeah. So we're doing uh -huh. karaoke, but we're doing all the wrong lyrics. And it was hysterical. It was so much great. fun. Viewers yeah. were laughing. We were having a great time. So we weren't making the big bucks. We weren't hitting our goals, but that's part of the community building for us. Love that mm -hmm. shit. Here to yeah. have a good time. You know, it's not all about the money for us. So as long as that's the case, and as long as we keep checking in with our integrity, then we're going to keep doing this. You know, there's times where we're like, we said we we're going to go on, but one of the other of us is just not in the right frame of mind. We've mm -hmm. got something else going on in our life and we don't go on. Yeah. Whether that's a day, whether that's a week, we take our time to make sure that we're on the same page. We're in the right headspace. We're in the right heart space, and prioritizing. You know, yeah. we, we prioritize our relationship at all at all levels. You know, it's it's about us, um, and within us, you know, the how we fit in that. You know, I always consider it like the yin and the yang. You know, it's like it's like a yin and a yang. You know, you're you're the two of you are in there, and you're floating around in there. Sometimes one of you is the the point of the of the of it, and that sometimes the other part's the the fatter part of it, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the point is is like the head of it. You know, sometimes the, the fat part is just the support and the, the base of it. And, you know, but it's constantly moving around inside this ball. And sometimes that ball expands out and it contracts in, and but it's still just that yin and yang, and it's a balance, you know. And um, I think that that's another aspect of how we, you know, do our adult life on this is that, you know, it's, it's, again, it's that balance about that yin and yang. And it's about that balance at all times, you know, and we check in with one another, like she said, you know, um, 
you know, I trust, I trust her emphatically with my life, with every aspect of my life and vice versa. And, but because of that, because we have so much trust in one another that when the other one sees something that's maybe a little out of sync or a little out of whack, um, we respect that conversation. So if she comes to me and says, Hey, you know, I'm noticing something, or I come to her and say, Hey, you know, I'm noticing something. We respect one another because we know the intentions is a hundred percent out of love and out of, out of care. And so we take that second to listen to the other and, and take, and take note of that. So again, I think that's the other side of that too, which then falls into the adult side of it when we're on cam and, you know, and we're on show or we're doing something, you know, we're constantly communicating. Like if, you know, something happens on cam and we'll, you know, maybe either mute and address it right then and there, or we'll address it afterwards and say, you know, well, this thing made me uncomfortable. I would like to, you know, set this boundary here or you know, it is, it's continuous communication. Yeah. Absolute respect. Um, you know what I like about this is that you all have gotten to a place that many kinksters in my kink community strive for, which is this level of open communication that leads to trust that fosters consent. And, that, and also that you both know that you could come to each other with, hey, I'm sort of noticing you're a little off sync here. And the other person, you know, the person isn't going to get offended that you're bringing it to them. And then the person that's receiving that knows they're coming to me with my own best interest. It's not a critique. Yeah. It's not a jab. It's not a dig. And like, I respect your relationship so much because that's sort of how, that's how I operate. That's my lifestyle. We operate on that level of communication to get to that point of trust where we both know the other person has, you know, like they have my best interest at heart and vice versa. Like my heart is so full right now, listening to you guys. <laughs> and it's not always easy to say those things. It's not easy to nope. your partner and say, you know, well, the other day when you did X, Y, Z, it kind of, I, it hurt me. Maybe I was feeling insecure. Maybe I was misreading something, but I just, I need to let you know that it, it wasn't so okay. And you have to like be willing to be that vulnerable to say that. And you have to like, you know, kind of get over the fear of like either hurting your partner or upsetting your partner, if that means like, you know, having a difficult conversation. But with that said, also, um, before you bring that kind of conversation, you should do your own self-analyzing and see where that's actually coming from. Is it insecurity yes. within myself that I'm projecting onto my partner or is it, or is it, is there something really there? You know? Um, and I always take, if I'm going to approach Pep with something, I always take, Maybe it might be days, um, but I, I, I really analyze what it is that is troubling me and determine if that's something within me and my own insecurity, or is there something there that really needs to be addressed? And, um, and then own it from that perspective as well. A lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people struggle yeah. with analyzing themselves and saying, am I the asshole here? You know, or not even an asshole, just maybe just, just your own, you know, right. your own misinterpretation. I mean, we've got, sure. you know, we got life behind us, you know, mm -hmm. we, got, we got childhood behind us. We got, a, 
young adulthood behind us, you know, you know, maturity, you know. Let me so, ask you, how long have you guys been together uh, in, in, in total? That's uh we'll keep that one to ourselves. Now. Okay. <laughs> more than a decade. It's been a very long time. Okay. Nice. No worries. Yeah. I love that. And I love that, that you're successful in adult because it just puts, um, you know, relationships are hard enough it is, as it is. And then being in this type of, you know, selling fantasy industry, it's, that's a whole just new level of issues. And, and, and I love to see successful couples. And I, I'm very grateful that you shared all of this because Jay and I see a lot of uh, young couples in the business. Yeah. And um, I think you guys are a good example of how you can make it work. And it, it all comes down to those things you were saying about communication and trust. Yeah. And, you know, with that, um, uh, two things for me, um, you can, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, destruction out there. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you see in relationships that have gone into camming or gone into the adult industry, you know, it's strewn. Um, and, you know, and I think a lot of that is because sometimes it's not entered into with, with clear boundaries and with, mm -hmm. with what is the ultimate objective of what you're doing. And for, for me, one of the ultimate objectives was to demonstrate that um that i can have that i can i i deserve that i mean not that i deserve porn or something like that but no i deserve to be treated with respect i deserve to um uh, i deserve to be seen i deserve to be heard you know from a, from another couple or something like that watching us you know um and when you see it being demonstrated authentically you know not just selling a fantasy but genuinely people want to emulate that yeah mm -hmm. yeah because yeah. we don't have a lot of examples of that you know there's not a lot of examples out there right like that. um and you know to be able to see that um and go oh wow you know they, we have people come in the room and say we are so grateful you're here you know you mm -hmm. genuinely embody um a healthy happy relationship that doesn't mean shit doesn't happen in it. You know, it doesn't mean that you, you don't have moments of tragedy. You don't have moments of sadness, you know, but we both approach it from the perspective that we're in this together. I mean, if, you know, I recently lost a family member, my mother, and, you know, we're, you know, she's here to support me. She's here to be here by me, you know, um, doesn't mean I'm not going to have a sad moment. doesn't mean I'm not going to have a moment of, of, you know, barter you know, with the, you know, with those, those aspects of loss, but, um, uh, but that's life. I mean, and that's life in a relationship, you know, that's life in a friendship. That's mm -hmm. cool. I'm very sorry to hear that. Me too. I lost my dad. Not that long. Well, actually it's a little longer than I realized, but it feels, you know, recently. So I want to extend my condolences there. Did we ever get over that? Yeah. No, I don't. I, Absolutely not. I don't think so either. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys 
I think I just saw a picture of somebody in roller skates. Yeah. Is that right? Is that, that right? Okay. Oh I want to hear about that because I know, Jay, you were there. I, yeah. I, I missed all the fun again, but I'd love to hear about that. Well, Disco Daddy discovered her at a roller <laughs> rink. That's all I got to say. Disco Daddy was responsible for discovering her. Disco Daddy. I yeah, love again, it. This was the authentic thing again. I mean, you yeah. guys were like straight out of like 1980 or 1979 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid and I would go roller skating. You know, I mean, you guys were all similar age ish, -ish mm -hmm. here, yeah. you know? So, yeah. yeah, it just, it was just like, oh my God, it's just, yeah, it was, it was great. What kind of roller rink were you hanging around at? We were just um, thinking of like fun, silly outfits we could do for yeah. Exotica. And there was, we're in like a Discord group of a lot of like our cam friends and cam fam and stuff. Um, and so Saturday was going to be like, you know, mermaid theme. Yep. Um, we started thinking, okay, I had this like cool mermaid outfit from years ago and stuff. We started putting an outfit together for him. We're like, yeah, that doesn't really feel authentic. And mm -hmm. so we had this idea of like, well, how about if he's a fisherman, you know, and he's like fishing and everything like yeah. that. And then we wanted to do something fun for Sunday. And I don't know, I think we built it based around the little shorts that I had with like the little yeah. rainbow stripe. Like they look so seventies disco. Yeah. And they're trying to piece like other things together. I'm like, well, why don't we have these knee socks? I'm like, ah, you have roller skates. Um, maybe a little bit influenced by the a movie Boogie Nights. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought it would be super cute and super fun. They were looking for like, you know, accessories and stuff for him. And I don't know. It just spontaneously happened. And I'm glad I saved the roller skates for Sunday when the event wasn't so crowded and I could like zip around. Yeah. I been, like I hadn't been roller skating or rollerblading for at least, you know, 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah. Um, Plus you so did it. At, you know, it was a good thing you did that too. Cause if, After if, my you, yeah, act, if you had, like yeah. crashed or something right. like that. Way to like draw attention to us, draw attention to the chatterbait booth. Like, you know, I'm out there skating and I don't know. It was just something silly, something fun. And we had such a great time with those outfits. Well, the, the Chatterbait booth is, you know, it's like this at every show, but I mean, they are the central hub. There is more action and activity oh going on at that mm -hmm. booth than any of the other booths. I mean, there's a lot of busy booths there. That's not to put anybody else down, but because of their placement and because of the sheer number of broadcasters that are there and just the sheer number of people that are so creative, it's just, yeah. it's a freaking it's it's a carnival for christ's sake you know i so mean it's just creativity like, and you can just stand there and just watch it and i'm, I'm always right next to the booth i yeah. mean my booth yeah. is always one over uh by design and it's like you know it's just it's it's great it, the whole spectacle of it you know yeah. there's there's so much creativity on chatterbait i mean it amazes us and people bringing again their authentic self <laughs> things that they really love that they're enthusiastic about and that just shines through and that that joy and enthusiasm for what you really love is contagious and people want mm -hmm. to see that they want to be around that and they want to yeah. absorb that people yeah. move towards pleasure and away from pain yeah yeah it's like it's so basic right you know i wanted to ask you uh dusty what are some of your hobbies extracurricular activities what kind of things do you like to do uh, outside of camming. I mean, you're a fit guy. You look great. You know, what, uh, what takes up your time outside of uh, the industry? Um, well, I, um, I enjoy riding. Um, I ride motorcycles. I, um, I started getting back into it, uh, when our son started, uh, riding again and I got my, my bike back up on the road again. So I, I love, being in the canyons and 
um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a moment of freedom. I consider my bike, my therapist, because I can just, I get on my bike and I have to block everything else and be completely focused on the road and on what's going on around me. Yeah. And, um, uh, I've done a lot of, uh, track schools through Keith Co, Doug Poland's, uh, race schools. And, um, um, uh, it, it, for me, it's, it's an outlet and it's a release and you have to be really physically fit, you know, at least at the level that I ride. Um, um, and then, uh, I enjoy working out. I do a lot of weights, um, not into like power lifting or any of that, but endurance lifting and that kind of stuff. And I do a lot of swimming at one time in my life. I had actually, I was part of a search and rescue and recovery team and diving. Um, I do, I dove commercially for, you know, for part of my life. Um, and so that's just always been there. I, you know, I've always swam. I've loved swimming. Um, and so, um, that, that's, that's one of the other things I do for, for my exercises is, is a lot of laps and, and, uh, snorkeling and just playing around, uh, you know, in the ocean. I'm not a surfer used to be it that little bit when I was young, but you know, kind of not into anything. It kind of gets into like being competitively or territorial. Sure. I'm not, I don't want to do it. I have friends that used to race uh, for S Team Suzuki and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I can never get into it because I just, you know, I enjoy the freedom of it, not the, not the competition of it. Gotcha. You know, uh -huh. and um, so I just, you know, it's just like even what we do on camera. I don't ever look at any of it as competition or competing with anybody. It's just, hey, this is what we do. This is our thing. You know, we, 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 we ask people, ask us, and we, you know, we're like, eh, you know, you do whatever you enjoy doing, whatever, you know, bring, bring you to mm -hmm. it. not what someone else is doing, bring you. And, um, so outside of cam, you know, that's, um, uh, going to play around in our, uh, in our, uh, jungle of fruit trees and everything else. And, um, you know, I hate lawn work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, I like juicing. I like pulling all of our fruit off of our trees and stuff like that and juicing. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I like making edibles and caramels and I make caramels and I make edibles in those. And, oh. um, um, you know, some of them, my free, free time things, you know, um, yeah. I got into it because a friend of mine actually got diagnosed with uh, testicular cancer Ooh. and I started uh, making my fudge recipe that came from my grandpa from Ooh. eons ago. And he was my experiment <laughs> and it helped him and it benefited him because he enhanced, didn't have insurance. Enhanced. And, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't have insurance. So it helped him, you know, be able to manage his pain. Um, and then I started moving into caramels and using it for that. And, wow. you know, so those are some of my other things that I do outside of um, what we do on Chatterbait. And I try to bring some of my hobbies into Chatterbait as well. You know? Let me ask you. I mean, and it, it, you do. Do you guys cam every day or pretty close to every day? Um, I'd say four we're probably about four to five days a week. What okay. one day we devote to like strictly like editing and posting, gotcha. you know, because we have OnlyFans, we have many vids, we have Pornhub, we have a lot of sites that we're on, and that stuff takes time to like you know sift through all our raw footage 
to pull out mm -hmm. the good parts, to edit that down, to get it scheduled out and posted on OnlyFans and posted everywhere. And so one day is usually just like editing and another day will maybe be like, you know, either just off and play or yeah. chores, shopping, et cetera, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, I'd say we cam four or five days a week. Gotcha. Okay. Boy, that's a huge commitment. It is. Wow. There's a lot of back end. A lot of Literally. people don't understand that. They don't understand all the admin that goes, you know, you hear people um, commonly, they're like, oh, OnlyFans, it's like lazy work. And I'm always like, you have no idea the administrative work and the right. editing and all the, yeah. just the basic admin right. that goes into something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But even like, you know, like even as a, as a, as a uh, mistress and a dom, you know, it's, you know, all that, all the back end, all the scheduling, all of the, preparedness preparing it you know preparing the room whatever you're doing you know there's there's so much on the back end of that for you know a one hour two hour mm -hmm. session you know um and, and the promotion i mean it's it's all about yeah. self-promotion you can put a bunch of content out there but if nobody knows it's out there right, mm -hmm. exactly. you're not gonna sell it you're not gonna be successful so you gotta it's like, like having the tweets out there you gotta mm -hmm. send emails uh -huh. you gotta like do all the things just like why not Right. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like having a business that's in the middle of nowhere that produces, you know, great food right. or something and yeah. no one knows about you not getting anywhere. And we're actually, yeah. you know, I've noticed I've I've been incredibly unfunny this episode. But at the same time, <laughs> it's great to just sit back and listen to you guys because mm -hmm. you're very inspiring. You're very authentic. I mean, that's kind of the name of this episode, authentic. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, I think a lot of people are already very inspired by you. And I hope, you know, once they listen to this episode. Uh, it'll tend to, you know, inspire many more. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, I aspire to inspire before I expire. Ah, and nice. Whether through my art, my aerial performance, whether that just like setting an example of what a good relationship looks like through camming with Dusty. I just, we we hope that, you know, we, we spread our joy and our love like ripples. Um, Dusty commented earlier that a lot of couples will watch us on cam and, we save a log of all the most beautiful heartfelt quotes and people have come to us and said, thank you so much. You've saved our marriage or we're having the best sex of our lives because we saw you as an example of like, Oh, well, that's, that's what it looks like. We can read about it. We can look at tutorials. We can watch porn, but if you're actually seeing something in action, it helps you to understand. Yeah, we love that we're an inspiration to people. We love that we're an inspiration maybe to younger people who think their sex life is going to be over at 30, which is definitely not the case. And in our 50s, we are having the best sex of our lives ever, hands down. <laughs> love it. Well, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said for wisdom, experience, and maturity. And knowing right. yourself, knowing your partner, asking for what you need, listening mm -hmm. to your body, saying... Yeah, no, not not today. Or yeah, I want this now, and just like you know, I'm a big fan of ending things on a positive note. So I'm going to take uh -huh. this opportunity uh, to uh, to thank my sponsors, to thank our sponsors here for uh, Seat of Your Pants, Live Unicorns, and Sugar Bounce. Uh, we appreciate your support, supporting the arts, and uh, I would like to give Peppermint and Dusty an opportunity here, real quick, uh, to let people know where they can find them, whether it's on your socials or camming or any of your fan sites, uh, please take it away. So the best place to find all of our links is through our website, which is peppermintdusty.com. 
And we are also Peppermint Dusty on all our platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on Chatterbait. We're on OnlyFans. We're on ManyVids. We're on Pornhub, Adult Empire. Um, did I forget anything? I think that's it. <laughs> Peppermint it's always Peppermint Dusty. One word. One uh, word. One word, two names. And yep. uh, yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. On thank you episode. both for being here. Yeah. And there's one other place you're going to find us at Community. Mm -hmm. Why not Community? That's, right. That's right. Yeah. And get your votes in for them. Get your votes yep. in. Best Cam Couple. Mm -hmm. Best Cam Couple. Peppermint and Dusty. And uh, I've been lobbying here. for a category, but it's not working. Like mm. most curmudgeonly is. Ah. <laughs> I've been dropping you know, hints. We'll, we'll, we'll work something out. The show is still a work in progress. Uh, but that's for another episode. So mm -hmm. everybody, join us next time on an episode of uh, See to Your Pants, and we'll figure out what we're going to put by in a future episode of the Why Not Camera Wars. Camera Wars.